Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Juicy Patterns Podcast. Juicy Pattern Podcast. Today, I have with me Mr. Oded Babayov. Oded is a design executive previously establishing and leading design teams at Microsoft, SimilarWeb, Spark, and many others, helping organizations to create impactful design teams with strong design culture. Oded is teaching product design and entrepreneurship at Shankar College of Design. He's mentoring at Given Tech at the Reichman University, Tech for Good program. What's up, Oded? How are you? I'm already apologizing that I made you to say the word uh, entrepreneurship. It was not easy. So what are we going to talk about today? I can tell you that what, what is, I always like to talk about uh, design, about design systems about people, about culture, about product, and how everything works together. I think that over the time, I, uh, talking about at least my last uh, six and a half years at uh, SimilarWeb. So uh, when I started working there, I was a team lead, working with two other designers, and the company grew over time, and with that also the, the design team, up to a team of a full scale of 40 different professionals. And saying professionals, we start not necessarily only designers, it can be also UX writers, there's video production and other type of uh, professionals that are working together. And also my challenges have been changed over the years. So what I did in the beginning when I had only working only with two teams have been changed over time. And I think that a lot of my work during this time, I think whatever, everything is common is to, the, the thing that always stayed the same is working with my peers working with other people that are not designers, with other people in the product organization, with R&D organization, and so on. And working, like bringing the best designers that I can into the organization. I'm really proud in the design team that we established at SimilarWeb. We really had on and off, it was changing over time, but I really felt like we're the best talents in Israel. And so to know how to hire the right people, how to make them succeed in what they're doing, uh, how to go professionally up to being uh, managers and directors themselves. It's definitely their success, but I'm very proud in that. And uh, basically, we want to see more. We want to see more design managers. We want to see more design executives. I'm always having this joke that uh, when I'm working inside the tech organizations, I always have working with several VP R&D and several VP product, but uh, VP design, is there is only one which in that case was me. And I think that it's, I feel like I would be happy to work in an organization that have more than one VP design, or if you are director, if the director is the highest level in your organization, organization we expect to have also other people to work with, have the people that you can consult, you can learn from, that can go with you and help you grow personally. But I feel that it's definitely connected to the way that organization perceive designers, and why we often see not enough designers or not enough resources where they should be. Not enough designers in the sense of not enough VP designs, like VP R&D. No, not necessarily. It can be also like entry level. It can be also product designers. So, for example, we see yeah. every, every designer is dedicated for the team that he's working it with, like with the Agile team. And... If it's if it's a good, we talk a lot of time about the ratio. What is the right ratio between designer and R and D? 
So it can be a lot of time people will say it's like one to four. I want to see four front end to one product designer. I would consider that also it will gonna yeah. change according to the 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 strength of these front end developers. Uh, but it's also important to have a ratio of one to one product designers to product manager. I think that the soft the Achilles heel of designers is context. And if you separate them over different groups, they usually lose context, they are being perceived and someone is just doing something, just designing something which is, should be beautiful or correct or up to industry standard, but not necessarily understand the problem or understand the business. And this is definitely connected to the way the design is perceived within the organization, the positioning of design within the tech industry in general, and also to the amount of people that are dedicated to each task. I would, for example, want to see more designers that are dedicated to design tasks. So if I see a designer, designers, they're usually working with his team. So they are working together with the front end, with the QA, with the product manager on what their agile team needs, on their own KPI, what they want to achieve. But a lot of time, I feeling that we come short on seeing people that are dedicated to what design needs within the organization. For example, in design infrastructure, if you want to create a design system. So I would want to see a design, a designer or a team of designer only dedicated to that. The, 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 the business actually going to invest their money on putting these people to do that and not something which is extra. And of course, I want to see also front-end developers that are dedicated for this cause. And maybe this is the, the big money because to create the processes, to encourage the other team to work in the right way, you cannot do it as one single team. And this is the big investment. And there's a lot of things that, uh, even I'll go to marketing, like a brand book, in order to create a brand book, in order to, is a brand book is not, is something which is alive. So you need, it's like a backlog, backlog booming. So you always need to update and change and to make sure that it's answering the, the questions that was raised from actually working with it. So also brand book, like we also feel a lot of time the challenges that we don't have the people that are actually going to work on that because the marketing design team are actually dedicated to what the marketing teams needs. So they are working on campaigns, on mini sites, on other things that is needed during the daily work, but there are stuff that are actually needed by the design team to work more consistent, to work better, to work faster. And for that, we will need, we'll require designers that are dedicated to design tasks. But I feel that is very much connected to that, that Design is often perceived as a, or designer perceived as a service provider. So designer is there is in order to provide the, the needs of other team members. So what the product manager needs, or what the front end the developer needs, or other people in the group. But designers themselves not necessarily should have needs. So I'm of course in uh, talking about professional ones. I often hearing the the perception that. A good designer is evaluated by how much the person that you work with is being happy for his service. I don't believe that you can generate a good user experience if who actually set the bar for how good it is as someone which is not part of this field, not necessarily understanding in it. It's okay for everyone to contribute, everyone to be part of the discussion, but we need designers to also be decision makers regarding the design, and this is something which is very weak to my understanding. I get a lot of phone calls, uh, chats on LinkedIn, of people that other people, uh, head of design, and even other VPs from the industry, 
that are coming to me with the same questions and the same challenges. And this is why I know for sure that it's not something which is specific to me. It's not only, yes, I experienced that. I know that it's a problem. I'm working with different directors across the organization, and I'm getting the same feedback all over the place. But I'm knowing that it's not that specific places because I'm getting the same questions from people from other organizations as well. And I think that this is something that should be more discussed and talked about. And as a community, we might want to find together a solution for this type of problems. But in LinkedIn, like all the time, we celebrate success and how we win and how we move the needle and how we're doing that. But from talking with a lot of other designers and from my personal experience, I know that there is a lot of things that need to be improved regarding how businesses, or specifically in tech, how they perceive design, what the value that design can bring to the business, and uh, why we want to see more designers around the table as designers and as uh, design executives. I'm thinking about myself for a second. Like I'm, I'm always perceive myself as how I can help the organization. But now that you're mentioning it, I'm actually thinking how can I make the product manager lives better, which is something that is weird, right? They're always telling us that we should work in co-creation, but eventually it's like the product manager gives you wireframes or some kind of uh, thing that you need to to take. And in, in the worst case, it will say, make it more beautiful. But the more reasonable one would be make it um, accessible. It's not really a two-way communication, right? I feel that, I, that designers are more often I need to convince that the other people in their team needs to convince them. And this really touching the point of R&R, of roles and responsibilities. I will share a story from my experience. So we had uh, across the different teams in one company when we have like one product manager and one designer from technical reasons uh, to rebuild an existing page. So the designer uh, look at uh, the page, look at the uh, usability, how it works, and also about the data, and recognize that some of the widgets on this page are not being used at all. Nobody's using it. And decided that as part of the design, she is going to remove this section. She's going to remove this widget. Later on, the product manager came and said, listen, this is not right. I'm not allowing this to happen. And please return it as it was. We had a discussion and... Later on, we came to go to my manager. And when my manager heard all the information, all the even evidence, I would say, he asked that product manager why you are making this decision. So the answer of the product manager was, because it's my decision. It's under my responsibility to take responsibility, to take a functionality from the user. If you're taking functionality from the user that was already there, it's my responsibility. So... I have my own thoughts and opinions about this type of answer, but it's not really the point. The point what made me understood the light bulb that was appearing above my head, that I understood that there are things that product managers can say without escalating to the manager. It's under their responsibility. They can just say, this is my decision to make. This is why I'm here. This is why you are paying me. This is why I'm doing my job. It's enough. And my manager accepted this type of answer. But... I started to think what is the same, what is that other the designer that was part of the story and many other designers 
in the company on what they can say the same, on what they can say, this is under my responsibility, this is my decision, without escalating it to anyone. They can just take this responsibility. The answer was nothing. There was nothing that designers, <laughs> at least in that company, could uh, take a decision by themselves. And then we started uh, to decide, decide to start a process. I understood that in order for the processes to be effective, in order to bring the best designers to this company, and in order to enhance and to grow the designers that we already have, we must have clear R&R, which is the roles and responsibilities. Because everybody has roles and responsibilities, but designers don't really have one. So what the, the process that I decided to do is, first of all, we took all the designers into the room, we did a meeting, and we started to talk about the subject, how we feel about it, what we think should be our roles and responsibilities. We went to LinkedIn, saw a lot of job descriptions, and saw how other companies describe what is the roles of responsibilities under the role that they are publishing. We started to interview other. I want to see what is, what is written when you are as a company publishing a role on LinkedIn, what you are writing that is the roles and responsibilities of this position. And it's written on every position, not something that is hard to find. So we saw how it's being sold, let's say. And then we started also, everyone have a friend in another company, so we started to interview designers in other company, other product designers. The, and we asked about what, what, what happened if you and someone of your team, uh, team members, uh, it can be a front-end developer, or it can be a product manager, if you disagree about something which is related to your user experience, about your design. So the most common answer that we got is that we find a way to solve it. We sit for longer hours, we talk, we discuss, we bring evidence, and, and we solve it uh, organically between us. But then I will make it harder. So what happens when, when, when it doesn't being solved? When you sort for hours and you still disagree. So the, the, the common answer is that the product manager, the product manager is the one taking the decision, even things that are regarded to and re relevant to user experience. The common answer why that we also got from product managers that we talked about this subject, that they are taking the responsibility. It's their responsibility. If something is going wrong, they are, like, they are considered to be the CEO of their own team, which I think is wrong because they're not doing the job of CEO. They're not getting the salary of the CEO. They are not CEOs. They have other type of responsibilities, which are very important, but it's a totally different role. And the fact that you are saying it's my responsibility, this is the problem that we need to fix. So if someone did something wrong, go to the designer. If you get a bad feedback with the tickets from support about something which is not working on the UX, the designer should get this information, should do something about it. So you cannot say it's my responsibility because people are coming to me as a reason for why the person that's actually dedicated for this type of work cannot take a decision, cannot actually be responsible for the UX. And also, let's say the truth, without responsibility, you cannot go. If you're not going to understand the mistake that you did, and everyone making mistakes, developers, product managers, HR, everyone is making mistakes. So allow designers to make a mistake, learn from the mistakes, and now you have a better designer on your team. And this is something which is crucial. So we did this process, which was a very long process. I worked with my manager, which is the CPO of the company. And later on, I worked with the other VPs. 
And after that, we took all the product managers and all the designers into one room, and we discussed about what is the role of responsibilities. And I think it was very structured, very detailed, because you cannot say my role responsibility is UX. Everyone will tell you everything. But what was the energy that you got from the product managers when you said that there is no duality in the working process? I, I felt that they didn't like it. They, they tried to challenge it. There was a friction uh, for a while. Uh, right now we are working in uh, some kind of uh, project and you have the ability to make all the decisions. And now someone comes and said, listen, yeah. this, 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 and that is not your decisions anymore. It's someone else's decision. So of course you're not going to like it because you're going to have less control. So it's natural that they didn't like it, but I think that the organization understood that it's something which is important for all the reasons that I, I just uh, mentioned. And uh, to say the truth, it's, it's also something that is being expected from product managers. When product managers will do some type of assignments in order to get into a new, a new job, they will be often be tested for the UX understanding. Uh, they consider themselves always as people that know how to do good UX. They will do a white board session with you. They will do. So I, I have no problem. I have no problem with anyone communicating to me with a wireframe. I think that I would prefer to communicate with something visual than to read a very long PRD, at least as a start. Uh, at the different yeah. companies that I worked, I see that the one company that like, the designers really resisted, they, they were not, not, didn't want product managers to communicate with them with wireframes. They said, wireframes is our, our territory. Don't get into that. Okay, but I think that I, at later on I understood that it's not it's wrong, and I would just like I said, talk to me with a wireframe whiteboard session. We're going to understand each other better and faster. I have no problem with that. And actually, there was not uh, nobody forbid product manager or anyone else to communicate what we're going to work on the, or an idea with a wireframe. But when I understood that this, this decision became problematic decision became problematic when this wireframe was not only a way of communication, it became a work plan. So it's not, huh. I would say, Omer, you are the professional, you are the UXer, this is my idea, and you can say yes, no, maybe, yes to parts of it, no to parts of it. Your job now, when you come in the morning, is to start to convince the person that made this wireframe why this wireframe is not the right solution. Okay, and this actually is wrong. Yeah. Like to work with the product manager too much, more focus about the problem. And especially not this, not the uh, start a uh, conversation with the solution. Uh, there are also there's some uh, people that even go even further that instead of uh, bringing you a wireframe, they will just give you a screenshot from a competitor or something else that they saw with the foot into the right answer. So this is, makes you just another tool, just another service provider. This connects to what I said before about understanding the position of the designer is not a service provider. When I used to be an independent designer, I worked with many customers and I had some kind of speech that the, the idea of it is like to align before we start working together. So what I used to say is, if, if you think that the difference between you, the customer, and me as a designer is that I know Photoshop or now Figma, and you don't, if this is the difference, we cannot work together. 
because the difference is not only technical. If you knew Figma, you should not create the solution. I should create the solution. We should debate it. You should give feedback. You can challenge me. But at the end, it's not a technical difference. There, I mean, I, I did a lot of mistakes in my past. There is a lot of things called best practices. There are a lot of things that I'm giving and I'm bringing to the table, which is not only the, my control in Figma. And this is also connected to, I think, uh, the, the some uh, feedback that was regarding the config convention that uh, uh, Figma uh, recently did, that they are, we expect them as designers to not talking only about the technical part. That we don't know, like a digit that know how to use the knob or to take the slider up or down. There is other things that we bring as designers and as a leader in the industry of design. As a company like Figma, we want them to also discuss about that, not about only the technical things, even though I understand the position because this is what they do. They are, they are the company behind Figma, which is a tool. But the tool is only one thing that allows a designer to do what he needs to do to reach a good result. I did a lecture in the past in New York Salon talking about the challenges of the designer that is outside of the screen. Most of the challenges of the designers is outside of the screen, is not on the pixels. It's a lot of things related to relationship, a lot of things to understand, like the problems of others. There's a lot of changes which is not connected actually to design specifically. It's, it's a culture problem, it's a human problem. And this is something that I, I feel that designers needs to be more known. We got, every time that we got a new designer in the company, I used to have a discussion like an intro discussion with this designer after being hired. And I talked about retrospectively, like the designers that succeeded in this company from looking on the past, on the, like from my experience, it was not the specialist. It was not the designers that had the best typography skills. It was not the designers that build the components the most efficient way. It was the designers that was Instead of being a specialist, they were generalists. They actually understand what is the challenges of the uh, of the developers, uh, what the go-to-market are doing, how to work with data, how to work with analysts. So retrospectively, the designers that succeeded the most are the people that was more bored and not focused on one thing, even though you can be the best designer in something, but I feel that in tech organization, it's not something that will really be utilized properly. And I'm saying it while understanding the value of it, but I think that it's also losing something. We're also taking something from designers that they can bring to the table, which is necessary. It's funny that we're talking about it in 2023. I thought that we weren't going to have this conversation. Like I thought about it around 2015 when I had to convince clients that designers do more than just pretty faces but it's weird that companies that always say one thing um actually mean the other the, the, the reality is just things are much more complex if there is other uh, design managers that are gonna listen to this uh, conversation I'm going to give you a very good tip for at least from my experience for how we hired the best people to similar web. And I think that when I, first of all, I need to be convinced. 
if I worked in a place that I didn't feel good there as a designer, I would not have the integrity to call the best people in the industry and come and say, come work here. So you need to feel as a manager yourself, you need to, to be sure that you are bringing someone to a good place uh, that can be the next uh, position, next stop in their career path. But from all the things that they're successful. But how would you recruit someone that is great? You need your organization, for example, your product manager or your a CEO or, or whatever. And you want someone that is good for your organization. So you obviously, you will say the most beautiful things, the most, you know, the most amazing things that you're looking for and you're looking for the best candidate, et cetera, et cetera. But eventually you will use it according to your budget, your timeline, your roadmap, whatever. There's definitely a tension. Okay, you, you can bring, bring the, the best people technically that they can work very fast and going to bring you the best solution. But another thing that are related to the, affected by the roles and responsibility of design, and it's all it, it just the way it is. So you as a designer woman, you did something which is like the best solution that was presented to you. Okay? And then you come to the R&D yeah. team, the CEO solution, and say, listen, this solution going to take six months. It doesn't matter the quality of this solution. You will now need to start thinking about alternative solution, or at least on how to get there very gradually. And then the graduate step that you're going to do in order to get there also going to start to be measured. Because this is the MVP. Yeah. And then they're going to start measure something which is not fully baked. And then see people are not going to use it, and they're going to get killed. So... We do have this problem, so we, we, we cannot expect to be to live in a, a in a perfect world. We need to understand that there are other things that are going to affect the ability. But what we want to see, we want to see team players, we want to see the designers that are team players, but we also want to see product managers that are team players. There's a lot of time it's very much expected yeah. from designers to understand the pains of others, but I want to others to also understand the pains of designers, and also to be team players and to be flexible. Uh, if there's a discussion within the team about what we should do next, what is important, I feel that a lot of times things which is UX-related are very prioritized in the low part of the backlog. And I would want to see more understanding and more prioritization of things that are related to, to design. What would you suggest to, to the new head of design, to, to uh, some head of design or VP design, what... Like, if you had to build a framework for creating those kinds of uh, requirements for specific roles of designers, how would you approach that? What would be the first thing that a design manager should do? Okay, I think that you will need to, to define an R&R, which is going to be clear to the people who are going to work with you. And I, not to make the mistake that it's only clear to your designers. It's only to be clear to other people that work with designers. Because if only the designers are aware to their responsibility, it's not going to work. So I think that the fact that you want the designers to come to a meeting with confidence and know that he, what he is responsible for. And I think that they can make mistakes. Also, if you feel that the, this designer is not meeting your expectation as a manager, you can always make a decision and maybe to try to help them grow within the organization, but if it doesn't work, you can replace them. But it should be their decision, if not even your decision as a manager. So not to overstep, to give them the ability to make mistakes, it's very important. And I will, I will try to, 
also, also like to create a, the good relationship uh, with your peers, with the R&D and the product executives. I think I'll work a lot about enablement, how to enable other part of the, the organization. I think the, in the companies that I used to work in the past, when they do the onboarding, usually they bring like the CTO, the CFO, all the heads of the different department, and they explain about what they are doing. And they, all of them are very proud of themselves. Of like, we are the one that uh, like uh, sells, uh, we are, everything, it's Ababa, but we are the one that actually bringing the money home. So products say, yes, you bring the one at home, but you will not be able to sell anything without me. And everyone is very proud of what they are doing. And I would want to be, to, to see if you are a design leader, do something like this as part of the onboarding to people in your organization. Ask for, your, for the, people that, the person that manages you or work with HR to do the part of the onboarding for people to understand what design is, why design is important, how they can utilize design, how to be aligned to other things that we are doing, uh, uh, to create some kind of champion within the team because you cannot support every person in the organization. So in every team, maybe should be someone that is we enable, we do enablement stuff that we, like, this is the fonts that we are using, this is the colors, this is the, all of the things that are uh, templatized that can enable other people to be more aligned. Um, but I want to also answer this question from the other way, not, not only, uh, there, there is recently a lot of uh, discussion, I think, in, in, the, in the other groups about home assignment, for example. So what I want to talk about is the, the, when you are hiring someone, there's something called signals. So you're looking for signals in the candidate that you know that this is the person which is right. For my experience, the, person, the, the, people that you're, the signals that you're looking for is intelligence. Even someone don't know Figma, you don't know to work with full story, it's easy to teach. But intelligence is something that you cannot teach, unfortunately. And if you recognize someone with good intelligence, I, I think that it's a, it's a good catch. So I try to think like, okay, I have a lot of feedback about how tech organizations work and all the, uh, the things that should be fixed or be improved. Uh, but what you can do about it, okay? If you're trying to find for a job, how you can also, I think that our power is to choose where we are working. And I really want the best designers to be the companies that really position design higher that more appreciate design, that give more place uh, to discussion about design. And so it's basically in, in our hands. Where we choose to work is this is the, the best way to affect the industry. If the best designers will be able to filter and find only the best places like I mentioned before. So I think that other type of tech businesses will want to step up and change the way that they interact with the design community in order to get the best designers. Uh, so what you can do in order to understand uh, if this place is right for you, if it's the place that you want to work. Um, and so we talked about the stuff like home assignment. So if you get a home assignment which is too big, it's not relevant to what you're doing. I see especially in design management roles, so a lot of times they ask you to do stuff which is not relevant to your roles. If you are uh, uh, being hired to, to try to be hired to a director role and uh, someone asks you to design something, it's really not understanding what you're going to do as a director. It's not part of your job. You can do it. It can be fun for you, but it's 
I want to see how you move the needle in your organization, how you build, build uh, maybe a strong uh, horizontal. I want to understand how you uh, measure your success. This what is horizontal for, can you explain what is horizontal? It's like if I work on a specific product uh, or a feature team within a product, it's like the vertical. So I'm a designer working with product manager, with a QA team, with different type of people. This is the agile team. So the agile team is the vertical. It's part of the vertical. Okay, and me and other designers that are working in different teams, we are like, it's, the horizontal is like a guild. So it's something which is, they're all designers, or like also the product managers have a vertical and horizontal. And also developers, so you have like yeah. the a head of R&D is like the head of the horizontal. It's a, it's a matrix organization. So... I think that you already can test the organization, like if something which, how it's a, a value design, how it's investing design, just by seeing the, the assignment that you're going to get. If it's something that's going to take too much of your time, not respecting your time, not understanding what you actually do, I think it's a very big red flag. Don't you think it's related to trust, like product managers give designers assignment that can build trust that they can see their qualities, like their design qualities. So they don't want to get the wrong decision. So how would you balance that? Like the trust I, I would, issue? I would, I would and say just, the, by the, the, just the, by the question, there is a problem. If the one going to test you for your job as a designer, why is that? Is a product manager, it's already a problem. The person that should check if you're but if there aren't any designers but if there aren't any designers in the organization if it's a small startup that has just started out it's it to be very small what would you say what will be so i can i will answer answer this question but it's it should be very small startup and then does it have to be also product managers can be also an engineer it can be anyone else that already there part of a group of four people um so you think it's a red flag that a product manager is, is, yeah. Yeah, I would expect that the, desi the design manager to be responsible for building his team, to decide who is the right person, to, to define what is the roles and responsibilities, the, the job description. It's under the responsibility of the design organization, not of the product uh, management organization. So, but I will answer for your very yeah. specific uh, question. Like if it's a small startup and someone which is not a designer need to check, check uh, your abilities. So yes, you can do, you can do, or like when we work at SimilarWeb, we understood there is no right answer because we wanted to validate uh, the abilities of the person that we are interviewing. So some of them was very good uh, on whiteboard, just taking like, 40 minutes, 30 minutes from, from their time, and it's enough. Um, and some of them was very nervous doing it live. So we gave them the opportunity to do it as a home assignment. But it was different and longer. But you can choose. So I think that just the ability to choose between the two is already very respectful. If you are giving a home assignment, actually something that is not... I want to say more, not more than four hours, but I know that if it will be six or eight or even 12 hours, it's probably because of us as designers that we're always over-investing and want to get the job and want to do the best thing possible. But you as the one that actually generated the rights, the task, you need to do something that can be done not more than four hours, I would suggest for something less that 
you need to, to understand what is the core, the core that you, uh, you are checking what is important. And, and that's it. So this is, I think that you can all start to measure, start to feel the organization just by the, the first interaction that you're having, just by the type of assignment that you're going to get or the type of discussion. You're going to feel if this is a place which is right for you. Because a lot of them are going to be looking like the overuse of your time, not going to respect what you're doing. You're going to, definitely going to feel that. Also, during the dialogue, like if you're doing a whiteboard session or you're presenting after you did some kind of form assignment, by the type of question you're going to get, you're going to see if they actually, how they are pushing you and which type of answers they're asking and which type of answers you are expected to give. And another thing that you can look on before you're actually getting into organization is what is the highest level within this organization of design. So I would say that uh, the, 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 there's a lot of research that is showing the relation between the highest level of specific, let's say, call it a horizontal, like the, like, and, the, and the, the impact within the organization. So let's say give an, an example. So if you want to open a tech industry, you will you're not even be able to open the company if you don't have a CTO, right? So CTO is mandatory. Over the years, CPO became the same. Like everyone in the CPO. If you, uh, or you need the head of HR, a chief people officer. Obvious, everyone is. How many companies you know that have a CDO? So you say, okay, CDO is... So it's uh, not even a known term. Yeah, it's not even a known term, but... Uh, it's not uh, even commonly... It's not even commonly used. It's not something that I see on LinkedIn... Um, here and there, you know. Yeah, I think that I I can see CDO, I can see CFO, but I can't like I I haven't seen CDO for the last whatever year. I think that Oriel that uh, was on uh, talked with on the last uh, interview, he presented himself as a CDO. Uh, but yes, that it's it's such a, it's so well that it's not even a known term CDO. But a lot of companies that are putting the design as part of the company strategy. If you read the the report of Envision of design maturity, so the rate different type of design maturity within companies, and the one that uh, like the people, the, the organizations that see designers only doing something beautiful else, are at the bottom, and the ones that actually uh, base their design on research and is integrated within the strategy of the company, they are rated five, which is the highest. So. To see the level of design, so it can be the maximum level, it can be a VP of design, which is also quite rare, it can be director of design. So I think that the, the higher uh, level of the design level within the organization is uh, understand how much design is part of the discussion. Okay, so it's, it's something yeah. that you can also understand even before. Everything that I'm saying now, you can also check. Uh, if, you don't, if you know someone that works in this company, reach out and talk to them. If you don't, just search on LinkedIn, contact people. Designers always love to help other designers and gonna give you very transparent feedback about how things are working. Uh, we talked about Rosen's responsibility. So I will reach out for someone that work in a company and say, do, do you as a designer have Rosen's responsibility? If so, what they, what they are. Yeah, does other people uh, aware and respect your design uh, responsibilities? So this also can give you a good hint about where you are going. And as a designer, I might want to watch existing infrastructure. So can I have access to see a bit your design system, how the files are being managed, 
And I want to see that the company also invests in design-oriented projects. How many things are actually, if I will uh, talk with someone with a comp- from a company, how many things that you design actually reach to, uh, to production? So a lot of people contact you as a designer, ask you for design, and then it's not being developed. Things that is not really feel like not appreciating your time. As a freelance, it's happened to me a lot. A lot of things that was urgent, that we need them, it's critical, and that not even being reached to production, not being developed. So not really feel, feeling that someone appreciates what you're doing. You just take it for granted. Uh, you can ask to see maybe a career path. Okay, so I'm entry-level designer, so I'm starting now in a new organization. What is your career path? How you perceive my progression in this company? Don't you think it's a bit intimidating for a design candidate to ask all these questions? People don't know him or her, and they're asking things that just might create a bigger friction between them and the organization. It's like, why are you asking all those questions? I think that these questions are necessary and good. But if people are not aware, and when I'm talking about people, I'm talking about CEOs, product managers, whatever, whoever is, is testing you, like it will lower your chances of getting that job. So again, it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's all begins in education. Like we need to educate people. We need to educate product managers and um, yeah, because I think that designers that are just starting out in their career wouldn't do it. They're too afraid. They just want to get in. Yeah, so everything depends on the situation and it's, uh, it depends. Like say, if you're an entry-level designer that will just happy to get any type of job, so yes, you're probably less likely to ask questions. Also depends on the situation in the market. So now it's an uh, employer's market. Okay, so if you remember just uh, not long time ago, everyone can be really picky about their job. I get a lot of offers, I would say, no, I want this, I want that. Now you cannot do that because you feel that less you can do that because there's less jobs and there are more people competing on the same positions. Uh, so it's the, yes, they depend on the situation, but some of the, at least some of the things that I said does not require anything. So to check what... what what is the highest level of design within the organization? You can do search in a, with the LinkedIn uh, to understand the, like how the what is the process, like how if they have a contribution model or the uh, any t- other type of a model for creating a design system. Okay, so you can just ask. I think it will not be perceived as something bad, and you can also ask something that comes from. You can ask other people in LinkedIn. And just reach out to designers that work in the company, even work there. Let's say that he worked there like in the last year or even two years. You can ask. You can, I think that people will really help to be happy to help to other people. And if there is some questions that only the person that interview, you feel that only them, they can answer, it's, it really depends on you and your position, how you feel about it. But I think that if for any of these questions, I will ask them during an interview, someone will ask, you have too many questions, it's another way for me to feel that they're probably there. If I want to yeah. see design infrastructure, if I want to understand like what is the ratio of things that actually get into production, 
if it's the, the don't, if the, like, what is the career path, how you progress. Uh, this is something that I think that I, I, as a manager, would appreciate if people would ask me because I was told that we have the same language, that they understand, they know to search under the right rocks, understand what is important to them. And for me, it's important to work with designers that take the, their job seriously and will not do any type of job for any company. They appreciate their time, they appreciate them safe, and they want to grow with the professionals. So it's, 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 a, it's not everything that I say that can be controlled. It really depends on the person. The process needs to be transparent and respectful, which is not something that you always get. It's, it's so accurate. It's, it's great for um, people that want to be independent designers and for people that are looking for a job as an employees. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I just think that designers would be afraid to do that, but they need to see, you know, beyond their fear. And that way they'll get, they'll get the job, I think, because they, the people that hire them, they will see that they are much more mature and they're looking at the business and they're respecting their own profession. So you think that designers need to wake up. This is the best way that I can, I can say because I think that a lot of designers, when they are hearing even other people talk about these topics, they will say, I don't understand what you are talking about. I feel that I'm really being uh, respected, that I'm very happy where I am. And I, uh, I think that we discussed about this uh, recently, but I, I met a friend, which is, was the head, is the head of design in uh, some uh, tech company. And we talked about this subject and I presented my point of view about design positioning and he said, I really, I don't understand what you're talking about. There is no problem there. So I asked like, okay, so who will get the, the, say the final word regarding the UX? You or the product manager? Said, it's a team decision. Uh, what is the highest level of the design within the organization? Do you have a budget or your budget is part of product? Uh, do you have resources that are dedicated for design, uh, focused tasks? When you hire a designer, okay, so you invite a product manager to the process, he said, yes. When you hire the product manager, do you invite a designer to be part of the process? He said, no. So there is endless point of the two. You can look and you can understand where you are at. In the beginning, he said, I don't understand what you're talking about, but five minutes after, he said, you made, you made me depressed. Because you need to understand that well, yes, there, there is a difference, and you just need to look and to understand where you're at. I'm not saying that it's everywhere there. Uh, but you should really be more aware about your position, how you're being perceived by other people. It's definitely something that's going to affect your ability to progress in your work and to do your job properly. And we are looking for the place that understand that and want to have this type of people that want to do more. I started to mention before when I was hiring designers, so the things that I, I the, the couple of words that I said that opened the ears of every designer, and this says a lot about the designer's DNA, is we're looking for designers that not only know how to design products, we are looking for designers that also know how to design processes. And when I said that to the top people in the industry, they always wanted to work together because they know that they have a place for them, that nothing is written in stone, 
there's a place for improvement, not of only improvement of the product, not only improvement of the design, improvement of the process, how we worked. If you see, we see sometimes, sometimes we can see the designers in a restaurant and see something which is not effective, and we think we can fix that. It's part of our DNA. And it's definitely connected. It's a good uh, KPI for our impact. If someone invites us to design the process, not only design the, the product, also the, the process in which the product is being made, it's huge. It says a lot about the culture of the company. It says a lot about the people that you work with and what you are expected as a designer to do within the organization. Like the, this mindset, it's, it's the next step in design education. I think that each and every design student should hear it. And yeah, it's amazing. So, okay. So do you have anything for closure, something to say? Yes. For the listeners. Yes. I feel that uh, design is yes. something that was always very close to my heart. Uh, I cannot not take it uh, very seriously. I want to see the design community go, uh, not only in the way that uh, they control Figma, also by, by their uh, responsibilities, by how uh, businesses understand the value of design. And I think that uh, it should come, first of all, from us. We need to understand what we are doing, what is the difference uh, between design and designing. There is a difference. I think that uh, we talked about this example that lawyer does not create paper. He understands he's the master of the law. So you are a designer, you are not only creating designs. You are creating the process you understand in the design field. And this is actually why you are hired. I think that we want to see more designers understand that, um, to respect their own time, to see their more and more place around the table, and to have a clear ability to make decisions that are related to design, and make the best uh, places have the best designers. Uh, this is the best way for us to work. Well, Dad, thank you so much. This is so inspiring, and I wish that every designer Uh, would hear that so thank you for uh watching and listening and i'll see you next time